hi there and welcome to Unshaken. I'm your host, Julie Van Warmer, and I'm so glad you're joining me. Hey, I want to take a minute before we get started and invite you to head over to our socials, Facebook and Instagram. Follow or like us at Women of the Word CTW. This is our umbrella account that covers and highlights all the ministries of the Women of the Word Ministry of Christ the Word Church. It includes our blog called Planted with great content, our mom-to-mom ministries aimed at encouraging mothers and motherhood, our Regarding Him conference that happens yearly each March, and of course, this podcast and all that comes with it. There is so much good content on these socials that you are not going to want to miss. So join them today. That will be in our show notes each and every week. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast directory, like Google Podcast or Apple Podcast or CastBox. It helps us out, and it also helps you out because you get a notification of each new episode that drops each and every Thursday. You can also reach out to us at unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you if you ever have any ideas or suggestions or thoughts about any episodes or episode content. Or maybe you just want to tell me about an episode that was encouraging to you. I'd love to hear that too. Finally, as you know, Unshaken is a podcast for women, and our goal is to encourage, challenge, and point women to Jesus Christ. And as you know, with Jesus, we can be unshaken no matter our circumstances. Hey, let's head right into today's episode. Welcome today to today's episode. Um, We're going to jump into our seventh installment of Feminology. We have already spent time talking about three roles of being a godly woman. We talked about being a nurturer, submitting to authority or our husband in many cases, or and being a life giver, where we talked about how we as women need to be an image bearer of Christ. These are just a few of the ways we can do this. Um, we've talked also about how women can be strong and how this looks in our daily life every day. Uh, Today, we are going to chit-chat about a new area under this topic of feminology, and I want to welcome back to the podcast, Cheryl Bailey. Cheryl, I think we've chatted many times on many different things. A few times, yep. I'm super glad to have you back with us again. I'm glad to be here. It's always fun to be able to be with you. Um, I'm glad you're able to come. Uh, Since we're ending our series on contentment, We've been working on this topic, Learning Contentment, from the book, Learning Contentment, of the same title. I've been chatting with Erica Simpson, and we have been finding the opposite of contentment. I'm sorry. No, that's not true. We've been finding the opposite of discontentment is to be thankful. Like, that's the um, the medicine, right, mm-hmm. for a discontentment is to be thankful. So, Cheryl, let's just start with that. What is something you are truly thankful for today? Well, I feel like I have so many things to be thankful for. Yeah, um, actually, that's funny. One of the things Erica and I talked about is keeping a list mm-hmm. because we should be finding something to be thankful for every single day. Yes, well, Maybe and even multiple, multiple things. Times, yeah. Yes. So I'm just asking for one. Okay. Not, uh, with this podcast, We're not going to do a whole all, podcast right, on it. Right. All right. It's not a 30-minute 30, you know, 30 podcast, not <laughs> three hours. Well, um, I have the, the pleasure of working with the wives of the men at church who are going through our pastor's college. And one of the things we did this year that we've never done before is we decided to read through the Bible together. And so we read every day according to a plan and then make comments on it. And it's been really a great blessing Mm -hmm. to just see how um, that has drawn us closer together Mm -hmm. and how God has been using his word as a springboard for our discussions. And so I've been really thankful for that. That's really, really cool. That whole entire ministry is really cool. That happens at church that trains pastors in the actual church right mm-hmm. there. Yep. And then it's really a blessing to have their wives be trained because that's kind of a hard job to it be a pastor's hard. wife. Yep. It's I mean, it's a good one. job. It's a great job. I'm sure I talk like I'm, <laughs> I'm one, but I'm not one. But It's, it's a very great life, yeah. but it, it has challenges. challenges. Yeah. And um, I also love reading the Bible together with other people. I think one of my favorite things that happens when I read the Bible with other people, like you said, is usually they're convicted about something mm-hmm. and they share like in a text or a group thread how they're convicted by what God's word said, which is always good. But usually I'm convicted by the same thing <laughs> or I am convicted by it when I read it. So yes. it does spur us on. Yeah. And even just 
I might be having this thought about something and somebody says something and they articulate it in a way that helps yeah. me to go, yes, that's what I was was mulling over, you know. Yeah. So so I guess that's a commercial break real yeah. quick here. So read the Bible with someone else. Like Yes, it's so it's a so blessing. do you use a text thread? How do you actually yeah, so share? We just we have a text group and every day we just respond you know after we've read the the bible with some comment or some thought sometimes it's long sometimes it's short um, okay do you have any um writers in your group is there any people who do like four paragraphs oh not really not consistently i would say everybody writes one or two paragraphs okay and sometimes one person will write longer and sometimes yeah. a different person will write longer. Yeah. So so um, the one that I'm doing right now with some women is sometimes women just write, I read first and second Corinthians. Mm. Okay, not the whole two books. That's fine. Yeah. I read first Corinthians three and four. Yeah. And they might make a comment. And so I think it's just good. That is a really good accountability. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful to have more application to yes. it too. That's yeah, good. I've really enjoyed it. All right, Cheryl, let's jump into this topic um, all about biblical womanhood because we have a lot to talk about today. We are starting um, to talk about a new area under this big umbrella of feminology. Um, Let's just, though, before we jump into that, review our last few episodes on feminology. That would be six episodes we had on this topic. If you haven't listened to those, you might want to go back and listen to those. I mean, you can listen to one individually, but they do build on each other and they are helpful. Cheryl, what were some of the things you learned from those episodes? Well, in the the first three episodes, we learned that man and women were both created in the image of God, and yet they have distinctions um, that God made men uniquely men and women uniquely women mm. or or female um that being made in the image of god we we today are sinful and mm. so that image has taken on uh, a sinfulness that um that we can't that, fix on yeah, our yeah yeah um i think that in Aaliyah, as Aaliyah spoke, the idea that strength is not just taking over and doing everything that the man does, mm. which is really, I think, something we see today. Yes, um, a lot. Yes, but that God, you know, when we go back to that, that God created man and woman with distinctions, that God did desire for us to be strong. But he gave us distinctions within mm-hmm. that that call, um, and so we're not just to look like a man; we're to have strength as God designed us. Mm. Yeah, she used the word multiple times when I spoke with her, um, complementary, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a really good word instead of com- competition. Yeah, because our world kind of has that men and women are in competition with each other, and um, yet. Really, we are, as women, complementary to our husbands. Yeah, that's and so a, a great I, I word. thought that was a fabulous word mm-hmm. to describe it. Yeah. Um, okay, so today we're going to talk about another aspect of being a godly, biblical woman. We're going to talk about how these roles can be affected by being soft. Um, I think that's a really interesting idea because last time we talked about strength. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of doing the other side of it because as women... I think we need to be soft, but let's find out what that means. So let's just start with some of the easy questions. This is all easy today, right, Cheryl? All right, good. Yes, I'm good for I'm easy. I'm all for easy questions. What is softness in a woman in general? Well, it's funny. As I was sitting at home a few days ago working on my computer on this, I my son walked in and, and he asked me what I was doing, and I told him I was working on um, a podcast. And he said, well, what's it about? And I, I said, oh... It's about softness in a woman. Um, and he said, is that a good thing? <laughs> and I said, yes. And then he said, he was kind of leaving the room and he turned around and he said, I say this with the utmost respect, but you don't really fit this topic. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And I had already been thinking that, so uh, that this was a funny topic for me to have. Um I'm not sure anyone would necessarily characterize me as soft. And mm. so my, my son kind of confirmed my doubts and wonderings about this. 
Well, um, I think we're going to find out more about that as we go. I love that. Um, and maybe your son will listen. Oh, no, he shouldn't listen to this because it's a podcast for women, right? Yes. Okay, but let's really go into this a little bit more. What are some uh, different aspects of soft and what do those look like? Because being soft in itself, I don't know, I think of things that are soft, I think of them as being weak. So so give me some information about it. Well, I, I was pondering why my son maybe said that to me, you know, why why do I not look soft? And I think partly that's because I I haven't been the kind of mom that was like, oh, you're okay. <laughs> oh, I'm right. so sorry. I, I've been a in some ways a harder mom, a mom that had high expectations yeah. and kind of said, okay, you're fine. Pull up your bootstraps. Right. Let's keep going. Um, I think that people... Um, often when they talk about someone as being soft, they, they look at it kind of as a, a negative Mm -hmm. and it's not really a negative scripture really talks about softness towards our sin Mm. as a positive that we are tender. We're, um, we have a a conscience towards our sin Mm. that makes us soft in dealing with it. Um, and I know this type of softness, softness towards our sin would be something that's true for both men and women. And, you know, we, I hope that, that all of your, all of these listeners would understand and desire a softness towards our own sin. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when I'm confronted about some sin in my life, it's easy to get angry or become defensive, to not be willing to listen. Um, but a softness makes us actually listen. It makes us think about what was said. And hopefully it's the softness that leads to change. Hmm. You know, um, if I think an easy way to think, am I soft towards my sin or not? You know, like when you're married, if your husband says some area he wants you to change in, what's your first response? Uh, No, (laughs) that's the average response. I know. I think oftentimes we, we, begin thinking who does he think he is why why is he telling me what I'm gonna do you know I'm not really that and I know sadly that those have been my thoughts often in my life Hmm. um and yet ultimately I think that softness and change comes from God and and I know that he's done a work in my own thoughts Hmm. and my actions but but oftentimes really in my thoughts, I think that towards, yeah. towards my, towards those types of situations. And so I'm grateful for that. Actually, um, one thing that's interesting about what you just said is that really our softness starts in our thoughts and how we respond mm-hmm. is kind of what I'm, what I'm hearing from you. And it's interesting. That's the same thing we've talked about on the contentment podcast, mm. that the battle for contentment is really in our brain. Yeah. It's not actually in the outside things. And that's why sometimes women can be content with a lot of stuff or they can be content with just nothing Mm -hmm. and the same here you can be soft on the inside and in your heart um and of course respond on the outside Mm -hmm. that way but that's really where it starts yeah our our mind is always a battle yes i think for women so much sin be sin is the the our mind is the battleground for our sin i agree um so i think even though this term softness or being soft can conjure up a lot of different thoughts and definitions, um, it is something that is a positive. God mm. desires for us to be soft. I, I, I said earlier, I work with the pastor's college wives at our church, and I regularly tell them that it's good to develop a thick skin. Mm. And I know this sounds kind of like... I'm contradicting myself in these two statements saying that it's good to be soft, that God desires us to be soft as women and then have thick skin. Um, What I want for them is I want them to to learn to allow things to roll off of them, Hmm. that their emotions are not going to always get bent out of shape because someone says something unkind about them or about their husbands, Um, that that they need to have thick skin to be, be, to toughen up in ways. And I 
don't think this is the opposite of softness, um, even though it may appear to it. Being soft leads us to be quick to forgive, Mm. to not hold on to offenses. Being soft leads us to think the best of others, to cover over their sin. Um, It helps us not to be ruled by our emotions. Mm. And these are are the characteristics I want to see in these women Mm. in kind of developing a, a thicker skin maybe a, a hard outer surface with sure. a soft inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a candy bar or something. Uh, well, I was thinking of a nice crunchy roll. But... Oh, okay. Right. Same thing. Yes, that's right. Well, that's interesting because um, the way that you're describing being soft is not the description that I hear in the world. So I love how you have given us a definition to help us think about this differently. I've said multiple times on the podcast, we have to look at the culture and the things around us. That's what's going on through the lens of the Bible. And what you're doing is walking us through that. And I know we're going to get into more about mm-hmm. the Bible, but I think it's good to start that way and think we can't, sometimes have to actually go back to the definition of something and think about it in regard to what is it actually it really is rather than just what we think it is. Yeah. <clears throat> How do you think this affects though in regard to um, when Aaliyah talked about strength? Well, I know that Aaliyah spoke about the Proverbs 31 women, woman, and it says that she is clothed with strength and dignity. And I said that softness often conjures up different thoughts and definitions. Um, and often we view softness as something that is opposed to strength. And I don't really think that's true. Um, the opposite of strength is not soft, but weak. Hmm. And the opposite of soft is hard. Okay, that's really important to stop there for a minute because that's actually interesting. I mean, if anybody's a wordsmith, to kind Mm -hmm. of think through that. So the opposite of strength is weakness. And what's the opposite of soft? Hard. Hmm. So sometimes I flip houses and when I'm um, doing this work, you know, I'm, I'm physically growing in strength. Sure. Um, when you're knocking walls down, and yes, stuff. carrying heavy things around. And I haven't, I haven't flipped any houses in the last couple of years. And I realized I was doing something where I was having to carry a bunch of stuff. And I realized that I had, had grown weak, um, mm. that I didn't have the strength that I had before. Um, and, and so it's, it's weakness which is the negative, the opposite of strength, not softness. Okay. Um, and, and so I think that the idea that, that women oftentimes have, though, is that, that strength and softness are the opposites, and that gives them a wrong view. Hmm. Actually, the the idea of being soft is really something that the world kind of disdains. Yeah. You know, they don't. It's it's viewed as a real weakness, um, and I don't necessarily find any scriptures that says God made a woman to be soft or I call you to be soft. Sure, right. You know, yeah. it's not quite that explicit. Um, however, if we were to look at First Corinthians chapter six. Um, in this passage, we're given a list of behaviors of the unrighteous, the person okay. who is not doing right okay. or following the way that God has given them. And in that list, in verse 9, it uses the word effeminate. Mm. And that might not be in, that was, uh, might not be in everyone's translation, that particular okay. word. Um, but that word is referring to a man who has chosen to be soft and delicate. Hmm. This passage is calling this sin in a man because he's taking the characteristic. Effeminate means taking on the characteristic that God has given to a woman. Hmm. And so when the man is called effeminate, he's he's being called soft or delicate. Hmm. And so from that that passage we can understand that God actually has called women to be soft sure. and delicate that that for the man to be that is the opposite of what God had had we 
if we go back to those, um, your first three segments, yes. three month segments yep. about the differences mm-hmm. between men and women, one of the differences is that God called the woman to be soft, to be feminine, to be right. delicate. What you're doing there is something that all English teachers would appreciate. You're inferring, you're looking at the opposite, making an inference. And I, I think that's important in scripture, mm-hmm. not to create new things, but sometimes looking at the opposite of something helps us. Yeah. Well, if I, if I, if, if we see God created this man for this purpose, then we can take the opposite and that's right. a correct. Uh, right. That's great. So, so from that, I can conclude that God has made the woman to be soft. And I don't, I don't want to be crude, but I think that we can see this even in the physical design of our body parts. We see this idea of softness. Okay. Um, in, a, in particular, in the sexual organs of a man and a woman. Um, we also see that women have a womb, a soft, warm environment that nurtures life. While men were created to be the protector and a provider, that role requires a hardness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Strength. Yeah. Wow. So... So I know many people are kind of reviled by this idea of the separation of roles within the sexes, but it is how God designed us. And we really are blessed as we understand these distinctions and we honor God in them. And I think um, that oftentimes, I don't even think about this stuff. This is the truth. I don't sit around and think, oh, today I need to be soft. But it is very easy, if we are not thinking about it, to fall into the other side of things. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's good to talk about. I think it's great. And I think it's good to think about how this looks and what does the Bible say. I think that's important. So, you know, Cheryl, um, I love to go back to what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. I know you do too. This is just our, our guidebook for life. So what are some examples in the Bible that show or maybe tell us how to live soft? The right kind of softness as a woman. Maybe women who are soft in a godly way. Hey, why don't you even give me some examples of women who are not soft? Because I've already said, sometimes looking at the opposite is really helpful too. Uh, All right. So I think Abigail is a unique woman um, on a, a bunch of different levels. This woman was the wife of Nabal, who was a hard and foolish man. And King David, when he was running from Saul had been out, you know, in the mountains and he had watched over Nabal's sheep. He had Mm. protected his shepherds and not allowed harm to come to them. And, and at a certain time, um, David and his men were hungry and they went to Nabal and asked for some food. Um, or David sent some of his servants to ask for food and Nabal was like, get away. I'm not, I'm not doing any of that. (laughs) Well, when Abigail heard this, she quickly gathered food, a lot of food, and she she rode on a horse out to meet David, who was actually coming to, to destroy this, this mm. family. And she fell down before him and she said, forgive me. Please accept this food. Don't, don't act against my people. Mm. I, you know, Abigail was not the one who had sinned. Right. Her husband had acted foolishly and yet she took the blame and this softness within her actually kept David from, from retaliating. He's, he's grateful to her for keeping him from sinning. Hmm. And, and I think, um, there's a softness in Abigail that's willing to take responsibility and take blame for something that was really not her sin in the first place. And what I hear you say is humility. Yeah. She was humble because I would have been like, my husband's, you know, an idiot and he did a wrong thing, you know, like, and yes. that would be my pride in me. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying that Nabal did the right thing. Mm-hmm. I think we all can agree that he was not doing right things in the no, situation. No, he was very wrong. Yeah. But that's interesting. Humbleness mm-hmm. falls into this under softness. Yeah. There's a, the, an attitude in your heart that, that is humble. I think that's yeah. a great word. Um, I think we see in Mary, the mother of Jesus, a Ooh. softness in her mm-hmm. response when the angel came to her. Um, and I think we see humility in, in Mary as well. 
um, you know, she could have had some emotional outburst. You know? Yeah. What am I going to tell all the people yes. in the town? They're yes. all going to think I was sinful. You know, like yeah. all yes. those things that rile us up and yeah. get us all bent out of shape. A softness keeps us from from that emotional yeah. outbursts. Yeah. Which, which I think we see in Mary. Um, huh. I'm I'm thinking the word humbleness again. Too. Yeah. <laughs> it, there, you're right. It's. In, in many ways, it's a just a kind of soft and simple faith that leads her to humility yep. and trust God towards and God, to trust yep. him. Yep. Um, you know, there's lots of women in scripture that would be the opposite of that. We <laughs> see women like Delilah or Jezebel mm. who manipulate their circumstances for their own good. Mm. You know, you see Mary and Abigail were outward yep. thinking. They were yep. thinking of the good of others. You see Delilah and Jezebel just a manipulation for their own desires. Yeah, I don't think people name their daughter Jezebel. Nope, not too often. (laughs) Probably they're bulldogs. Yes, this is true. (laughs) So we we see in them, you know, a a woman who responds in arguments and defensiveness, who lie to get their way, just seeking their own desires and will kind of do whatever in order to get them. You know, Mm. the selfish self-centeredness and selfishness that's kind of uh bound up in a woman that is is hard yeah i remember years ago there was a um it was like bracelets that had the wwjd what would jesus do and i think this is interesting I, i think questions are good and i think those were good i remember in high school that was Everybody wore them because of my friends who were Christians because it was a good reminder to ask yourself a question. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we should have a bracelet as a woman that says, you know, um, who am I looking out for? You know, am yeah. I, I mean, I, I might have a, my bracelet be whole sleeve because I have a whole <laughs> bunch of questions. But the truth is we should ask ourselves that frequently. Who am I looking out for in this situation? Am I looking out for my own self or am I looking out for God's glory? Yes. And I, I think those are really good because Jezebel, she was not looking out for God. No. In any way. And and as we think about softness, I and you go back to some of those initial words of being a nurturer, a life mm-hmm. giver, um, we can see softness as an, an attribute of a woman of God because she is looking outward. She's desiring to nurture and care mm-hmm. for others. She's mm-hmm. giving life to others. Yeah. I think that's a really great example. I um, I think another passage in scripture that's helpful for us is Ezekiel thirty six twenty six, and this passage kind of outlines the process of God bringing a person alive to know Him, and it's this process of taking a heart that Ezekiel categorizes as stone, and making it into a heart of flesh. There is a softness that's an integral part of faith. And this type of softness, though it's not exclusively for women, um, it flows out of our dependence on God and, and the way that he has turned our hard from being hard to being soft. Yeah, that's super good, Cheryl. I actually wanted to read that verse because I think it's good to hear it. Mm-hmm. And I love that verse. And so I'm reading out of the ESV. And it says, um, it's Ezekiel 36, 26. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove your heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. I I just think it's good to, like, I actually have that verse um, stuck up in my house. I Mm. just think it's good to remember that God is the one who works on our heart Mm -hmm. and he causes our heart to be soft so our, our job is to be obedient. Yeah, and I, I think as you say that, I'm reminded, you know, my son my son said, oh, I don't think you're the one. And partly because I wasn't always soft in ways yeah. that I should have been. And yet God is the giver of good gifts to mm-hmm. us. And if you see areas in your life that, that are hard, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you're hard towards your husband. Maybe you're hard in some area towards Mm. people um ask god to change your heart yeah i think that's really really good 
I, I think uh, another passage that is helpful for us as we think about softness is Proverbs 15, 1. And it says, a gentle, or some translations say soft, uh, answer turns away wrath. Mm. So a gentle or soft answer turns away wrath. That was another one on my refrigerator for <laughs> years. I needed it like in we big all need bold it. letters. We we'll raise it up, kids. Yeah. And and I don't care who I'm dealing with, whether it be children, a friend, my husband, softness in my speech helps keep a situation from escalating. Hmm. Um, I remember a number of years ago sitting in a doctor's office and the TV had on some morning talk show and, you know, I, you know, you're just sitting there and so I'm kind of half listening to it and, and they're talking to these women who were self-proclaimed sorry to use this word but this is what they called themselves self-proclaimed bitches Mm. these women were loud they took pride in having conflict with everybody Mm. you know there was no softness in them at all and honestly I imagine their life and the lives of the people around them were just miserable Mm. Um, Uh, that's an interesting uh, show and it's interesting how people actually take pride in being called a self-proclaimed bitch yeah. which is not something that I think very many people really if they really thought about it they would want to be because I don't view that word as a positive thing no. in any way no it it shows you just really the hardness yeah. of their heart yeah um, and it certainly was not a one-time event no it was a lifelong of living that way yeah yeah you know the the idea of strength and I'm sure those women would think oh I'm strong I yeah. I can do what I want um I am woman hear me roar. yes right you know we we think oh I need to be have that same kind of strength that that we see in a man instead of realizing how and when God calls a woman to be strong and and the same idea is true with softness hmm. Today, because softness is viewed as a weakness, women often reject this idea. They want to stand up to anyone that tries to get in their way or, or tell them things um, just like these women on that TV show did. Mm. And you know, uh, in Peter's epistle, he speaks to women who desire beauty and he says that God desires for us to have the beauty that comes from within, from a spirit that is gentle and quiet. Mm. And in contrast, we see in, in Proverbs um, the idea of the, the foolish woman who is loud and unruly mm. and defiant. And, and I think we see a little picture here of soft and hard. Mm. You know, the gentle and quiet spirit, um, there's a softness in that. And I'm not saying that we should always sit around and be very quiet <laughs> in the way we talk. Right. That we're never rambunctious or loud. Or allowed to have an opinion. Or, or, or allowed to have an yeah. opinion. Right. Um, it, is, it is not just a passivity. Yeah. But there is a softness in our inner being that, that comes out in mm-hmm. our reactions, in how we respond mm-hmm. to people in our emotions, um, yep. that, that truly gives women beauty. Yeah. Uh, I, I just have a little side story here mm-hmm. because I think it's really good as you're talking, it makes me think of how often it, it's easy to think of ourselves as being soft until we hit the rubber hits the road. Mm-hmm. So recently I had, I got the privilege to get a new phone. Um, and I was excited about getting this new phone and I'm not super techie, and I totally got my old phone. I changed to something new, a completely different kind. Anyway, and um, I, the guy showed me how to get it started, and he said, you know, since you have this kind of phone, I was, I was coming from an Android to an iPhone, you've got to do the transfer yourself. We can't at our job. Well, I was a little bit frustrated with that because I am not techie. Of all my family. Like, I would go home and still yes, be using my old phone. Exactly. I, I contemplated this. Um, anyway, and so I was a little frustrated. Well, I went home and he said, oh, it's so easy. You press these three buttons, whatever. So I went home and I did my like three button push and it didn't work right. And I lost some things and I was really quite frustrated. And um, I, I was actually quite angry because it was presented as if it was easy. So I knew that I was in, 
I was not in a very soft mood, Cheryl. <laughs> I was not. And I want, I needed this phone and I lost a lot of contacts and a lot of texts. Hmm. And uh, my son, who is really techie, was sleeping because he works nights. And so I was like, okay, I can't call him, you know. Anyway, I went back to the store and I actually decided, I knew myself and I decided to take my other son with me because I thought I will not be... Um, a self-proclaimed bitch if I okay I'm just being honest if I have my other son with me so mm-hmm. I took my eight ninth grade son and said come with me help me with this because he's techie too that was helpful he said mom you gotta settle down a little bit I remember in the car I thought oh my gosh but I think that it's easy to think demanding our rights yeah and honestly on the side note I think that the when I went back to the store they actually did tell me the wrong things to do but I really was not trusting God in it. And I just needed to go back. And the guy was like, oh, well, that's not the way you do it when you do this. Here's what you do. We were able to transfer everything. I lost a little bit, but that's pretty common. But it's easy to go in and think that I need to demand my rights. And the way to demand my rights is to be nasty. Yes. And it's easy to do. I'm just going to be honest. I yeah. think it's easy to do that. And so I think we do need to have the right attitude. At least I was wise enough to take my your son, great with you. son, yes. with me to God keep uses me. children yes, as a means does. of sanctification. Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. Okay, so last time on the episodes when we talked about strength, we talked a lot about Proverbs thirty-one because there's a lot in there, and mm-hmm. I I even said on one of the episodes, this is something we should be like reading once a month. We should pull Proverbs thirty-one like I don't know, not on the thirty-first day of the month because that's only a few times a year. How about the first day of the month? We say I'm going to read Proverbs thirty-one and remind myself. Mm-hmm. But um, honestly, this is really helpful to look at when we think about a woman. We found strength in this passage. So are we going to find softness? I think we we look at 31, Proverbs 31, and you do see lots of strength. You even see the word strength, whereas I, I don't see the word soft. And yet I see the outpouring of softness in this woman. Um, verse 12 talks about, her bringing her husband good and not harm all the days of her life. Mm. You know, it's not, that that verse is always convicting to me. Mm. All the days of her life. It's not, oh, I'll be soft to him when he's soft to me or when he's kind to me or when he's giving me what I want. It's, I will do him good. That's flowing out of a heart that is soft towards my husband. Um. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. Um, there's a, a giving of life, a care for people in softness. Um, I was in Turkey recently, and there were so many Syrian refugees. And I would mm. see on the street corners these mothers with two or three children, and they were mm. sorting through bags of garbage pulling out little bits of food and and they wow. had a little bucket of a little cardboard chicken container full of you know a half of a french fry a piece of chicken hmm. uh, you know I, i'm talking about a bite of chicken not a whole piece right. of chicken right. it was so sad to see these little children and i i think how many people walk by them with a hardness of heart yeah they don't think about caring for them or mm-hmm. or giving them food or money or you know, mm-hmm. and it, and you see in this verse her opening her arms to the poor. She's extending her hands. She's giving. There's a softness that comes mm-hmm. from that. And it's it's easy to grow hard towards situations that that make us uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, and this woman here clearly is soft. She's nurturing. Yeah. Um, well, nurturing is a word we talked about mm-hmm. multiple times. And I think even in verse 25, the verse that I'm sure was the, that you talked about a lot, she, yes. she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. Honestly, I don't think women that are hard laugh much. Mm. I think laughter comes out of a softness of heart, mm. out of a, a resting in God and his goodness and kindness mm. to us. You know, hardness comes when, like you said, with your phone, because you thought, I got to do this. Yep. I got to take yep. care of that. And I know when I respond like that, yep. which I do, it it's coming out of yep. a hardness I, that I have to do something yep. and I'm not depending on God. And so I, I believe that the woman who can laugh at the days to come is a woman that is soft because she's dependent on God. Yeah. 
I think that's really important to think about because it's very easy just like I said with my story of the phone I think every woman listening has had a story like that and you kind of come to a bridge or across you know a, a path a change of path which way do I take you know a fork in the road should I choose to trust God in this or demand my way and push myself through mm-hmm. and sometimes we'll demand our way and we'll get the phone fixed yeah but in the process we've just sinned all over everybody and we are not an example of Christ yes and it doesn't mean we can't go in and say, can you help me figure out what I did wrong? You know, like it's okay to ask for help. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's good. Yeah, you know, this Proverbs 31 one woman, she's not helpless. She is very capable. Yeah. And yet um, often the idea of softness is, is tied with helplessness. Hmm. And that just, that's just not true. Right. You know, the idea of being soft doesn't mean, oh, I want somebody else to do everything for me, that I am, um, I can't, I can't carry out the responsibilities I have. Right. It really is flowing from an an inner um, our heart that God is working to make us tender and compassionate mm-hmm. to take on many of those qualities that God has in himself. And I think because we talked earlier, you you said many people associate helplessness with softness. It's because people associate helplessness with weakness. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really going back to the definition of what softness actually is. Softness is really a trust in God that he has got it. Like it's a humbleness that he Mm -hmm. is sovereign and in charge of things and we can trust him. And that's part of softness. And I think that's important. That allows us not to be weak. Yes. So to be soft really is a positive attribute in God's sight. Hmm. You know, it means that we have a spirit that is not seeking our own way, but the good of others. A soft woman is very capable. She just doesn't use her ability as a means of manipulation or self-seeking. That is really good to think about and to remember that it is, it's not about weakness, it's really actually quite strong to be soft Mm -hmm. because, but it's not strong in ourselves. Like we've talked about strength. We're actually soft in, in the way of God's direction. Um, Now that we've talked a little bit about what the Bible says about how it is to live soft, as I put quotes as a woman, um, I, I think we have to talk a little bit about how sin affects this character trait. How does sin creep into godly softness? Well, like I said, the opposite of soft is hard. And so I think we all realize when we get a little bit of hardness in us, um, we may be wanting to take control. Hmm. We may see that in our manipulation of other people. We may just be kind of defiant, like, I'm not going to do that. You know, we know what what's right to do or our husband may ask us to do something or a boss may ask us and right. we just dig in our heels and say, ah, I'm not doing it. You know, we, we might be generally soft and then have a little glimpse of that. And if, if, we, uh, if we're not quick to recognize when hardness begins to slip in, right. then, then it's going to grow. Yeah. And, and so... I think we want to fight it at the onset, which I know yeah. is a principle you've said over and over yeah. and over. Yeah. Um, you know, we live in a, a time that that's probably like every other time, honestly, where women are told they must compete against men. Mm-hmm. They must take on the man's role in order to really make something of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we're told we need to be the ones that are dominant. We need to fight for our own rights and this is really fighting against the natural tendency that God desired for us and designed us to be and all of these types of behaviors are just full of sin Hmm, that's for sure I, I think it's interesting how you talked about how we have to purpose to do it 
because it just grows mm -hmm. naturally because we're sinners. And so it'll, our sin is just going to grow. So if we're not fighting it, it's just going to be like the mold on the side of my camper. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking about this as you were talking because recently we had a big camper and it was up against a building. So it was not getting sunlight. And so it was like growing like some kind of, I don't know, fungus yeah. of some sort on it. And it is not easy to get off. No, and no fun either. No, and it was like this, I mean, it was a 32-foot long camper, yeah. so it was a lot of, you know, surface area to work on. And had I noticed it, first off, if I had, I mean, I, I don't move our camper, just on a side note, but if I could, if I had moved it out in the sunlight all the time, it would have made a difference. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't have grown there because we would have all been around and seen it. And if I did see some starting, I could have gotten to it, but it was a big job. And I think if we leave our sin, go it becomes a big job to clean up. Well, you've you've made a great analogy of bringing it out into the sunlight. You know, you think about how the word and the spirit yep. um, illuminate sin, and and our being able to be s seen. Yeah, these characteristics that are the opposite of softness in our life, and asking God to help reveal those things. Yeah. We don't want to ask God often because we don't want to have to yeah. deal with the hard work of change. But it's good. And the earlier you deal with right. it, the less you have to do. Right. Had I had I had it out in the sun, I probably would have, maybe it would have still grown things because it's just dirt. You yeah. Know? But it would have been faster and easier to clean off. And right. I would have been reminded of it more often. Yes. And I'm glad you came over today because <laughs> guess what we're doing after You're we're done? it up your camper. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, actually, it's done and sold. So oh, we're good. good. Okay. So Cheryl, kind of like wrapping up our episode today on feminology and focusing on what we, how we need to be soft as a woman. Like what are some of the, like maybe the top three things that we should go home with? What's our take home points? I would say one is to accept that God's design for you is different than what the world wants to tell you. Mm -hmm. You know, like we've said, the world wants to say, be hard, uh, take on the, the, the do whatever you want, be, be mentality. your own person yeah. mentality. God's design for you as a woman is to be soft. And this is good for you. Mm. It brings joy to your life. I'd say practice giving up what you might think you deserve or what you might think you need um, in this in this life for the good of others. Doing things that are purposeful to nurture and care for for the people mm. that God have, has put in your life. Almost like have a plan every day. Yeah, yeah. Like I... practice that. Yep. Yep. Because um, it doesn't naturally happen. No. What's natural is you know. Have it your way. Right. Do what you want. Right. But practice giving up those rights. Um, and finally, I I know I've said this before with you, Julie, but I have learned so much from observation of people. And if if softness is something that is not a, a trait that is naturally growing in your yeah. life, and maybe even if it is, I, identify a woman that you see that mm -hmm. is soft. Um, That's good. And and talk with her ask her how she's grown in this attribute um you know and then begin to 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 practice and emulate her i think that's good i think that's really good information to think about in regard to any godly characteristic you want to follow mm -hmm. right is to mm -hmm. observe the women around you and get connected to them like be in a bible study with them look around where you are and and observe I, I learned a lot about parenting I learned more about parenting from watching people go before me mm -hmm. than I did ever about a book oh, or asking anyone God has blessed my life so many times and in so many ways through observation yeah. of people I think that's really good Cheryl thank you so much for coming on this this month you'll be back though in August right I, yeah I will <clears throat> all right and in September and we're going to continue to talk about how this trait of being soft and being a woman go together and how they're actually what God intended for us. So I, I hope you all stay tuned. Cheryl, um, would you pray for us today? Sure. Father, we are grateful for the way you have created us. And I pray that that you would, would fill our hearts with a softness and a tenderness that comes out of the work of your Holy Spirit living within us. And I pray that, that each woman here who's listening, Father, would... Um, would come to understand your kindness to us in giving us this gift of softness. 
In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, and thank you for listening. I'm so glad you joined us today. Next week, we are going to continue with our contentment series in Chit Chat on the topic of body image. And if we can be content with how our bodies are made, we're going to talk food, diets, comparisons, and so much more. If you have ever said, I wish, fill in the blank, that this body part was a little different, then this episode is going to be for you. Um, My guest and I had a great conversation and it was super practical and very helpful. I think you will love it. Remember, when everything around you is shaking, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress because of God. Until next time.